Well, Moorhead State is the defending Ohio Valley Conference regular season champion. They're the preseason favorites to repeat. Their coach is the reigning OVC Coach of the Year. And that man joins us today on Valley Hoops Insider. We say hello to Moorhead State head coach Preston Spradlin. Welcome to our podcast, our show. Uh, appreciate you having taken some time with us today. Uh, I guess there's some great excitement around the program. Uh, you guys really have had it rolling, Preston. Uh, three straight years of 20-plus wins and and uh, all the success. I'm uh, just excited about what you're building there uh, at Moorhead State. Well, thank you, and I appreciate you having me on. This is always one of my favorite conversations to have with you each and every year and appreciate your interest in our league and um, just the appreciation for what great basketball we do have and following our team throughout the journey and uh, to, to piggyback off what you said, we, you know, we're very excited as well. We've been extremely blessed over the years um, to just have a, a lot of great players and, and great people. And I'm um, looking forward to continuing that this year with a little bit of added pressure in the beginning, uh, just with coming off of last season and the number of returning players and the, uh, the high pick in the, the preseason poll. But we're certainly excited about our group as well. 22 and 12 last year, 14 and four in the conference. You win the league by three games, so a comfortable margin there. I do think, Preston, before we talk about your team, I think the entire conference will be better this year than a year ago. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely do. I think, you know, going into last season, I think there was only three returning all-conference players at this time last year. Um, obviously, there's, there's significantly more. Um, you, had a, you had a number of guys who were first and second team uh, last year that automatically got put on the preseason team. And then uh, a lot of returning players who, who performed last year um, that are worthy of being on that preseason team this year, guys like Andrew Thelwell uh, for us. And so um, just with that alone, I think you've seen a lot of teams rising up and, and getting better. And now that they've got some continuity with some returning players, um, it, it, it really just uh, puts a staple to what you said, that our league is getting better and more competitive. And, and the parity across the board is going to make for an exciting year. Well, we shouldn't bury the lead here. You guys announced on Monday that Mark Freeman has sustained an injury, going to cost him his season. Let's just talk a little bit about Mark. What a great player, uh, the defending uh, player of the year in the league and an outstanding young man in your program. Tell us a little bit about his story. Well, you know, uh, Mark's got such a wonderful story, you know, especially as it pertains to the OVC, you know, starting off at, at Tennessee State, having a great two years there and then going to the other valley that you cover, uh, the Missouri <laughs> Valley and, uh, and at Illinois State and then finding his way back here uh, with us. And so um, obviously Mark had a phenomenal year last season and, uh, you know, he came here as a as a prolific scorer, just a dynamic player but he came here because he wanted to win and uh, Mark really learned how to do that on both sides of the ball and to elevate his team and and really bought in you know uh, Mark's a guy that he could easily be the leading scorer in the league uh, but he sacrificed a little bit of that for the betterment of our team and um, I think he finished the year last year the third leading scorer in the OVC but as you mentioned we also won the league by by three games outright and so I appreciate the fact that our league rewarded him last year uh, for and recognized, uh, you know, team success along with individual success. And I think they got it right 
in uh, naming him the, the player of the year last year. And so obviously that was a, an individual goal for him, but that was a team goal for a lot of our players last year. They wanted that to happen for Mark and uh, they were extremely happy for him. And so, um, you know, Mark is, is on a wonderful path right now in his personal life and his academics, his maturity. And uh, he's going to graduate this year. He became a father over the summer and, and extremely proud of him and, and uh, just uh, taking care of his responsibilities and really embracing that role. And uh, he's had a wonderful off season just with his maturity and his approach and was really poised for, for yet again, a, a special, special year and uh, ran across an injury a couple months ago and, uh, you know, nursed it back, got back with us and then uh, got, got kind of re-injured and forced him to have a procedure done that's, uh, that's at this moment, uh, going to make it very difficult for him to get back this year. And so, um, uh, you know, we're going to support Mark and, uh, he's, he's obviously a huge part of our team and of our league. And, uh, as disappointed as we are, you know, we're going to look at the, at the bright side of it and, and I look forward to seeing how he impacts our team, even if he's not there out there on the court and then in turn, Terry, just how that's going to, you know, really transform him and his leadership and his growth, uh, because those things are very important as well. You uh, kind of held this close to the vest for a while because you guys were hoping it wasn't going to be as bad as it was. And then finally, even after the OVC day last week, you found out, you know, the, the definitive news that he would be out long term. Yeah, you know, he, he had been kind of in and out of practice the last little bit, uh, kind of day to day. And so um, we had gone through all the proper channels with our medical team and done everything that we could. But at the same time, we wanted to make sure that, um, you, you know, we got this thing fixed correctly, whatever that meant, whether it was there was nothing to fix. Um, it was short term recovery or long term recovery. We were going to make sure that we did right by Mark, like we would with all of our players. Um, and so just the timing of his uh, his procedure and <clears throat> OVC media day, those those just weren't favorable for either uh, to, to really share any type of information. Plus, we just didn't know. And uh, but we were going to be prepared for any outcome. And, um, you know, right now, that's kind of where we're at. Um, I don't know that it would have changed a lot of things in terms of uh, voting and uh, in terms of individual accolades or team accolades anyway at that point in time with the timing of it. But also don't think that it should. Um, obviously, you know, he's probably not going to be eligible for player of the year this year. But I, I do think we've still got a really good team, Harry, that has uh, is going to be worthy of that number one ranking. Well, before before I found out about Mark, my first question was going to be oh, – I had two first questions, and I was debating where I was going to go. What, what I love about your team is that you play the game with a – a fundamental style. What I mean by that is you guys don't turn the ball over. You take good, wise shots. You play great defense that doesn't always show up in statistics like blocks or steals. You guys play fundamental basketball. When I think about losing a star like Mark, fundamental basketball becomes even more important, doesn't it? Without question, it does. And, you know, that's something that we've been most proud of. You know, we've seen our roster change each and every year via the portal um you know guys leaving and then we've benefited bringing guys in and so uh the things that have been consistent have been our style of play our culture we've been a tough stingy defensive team each and every year and um you know we've had back-to-back defensive players of the year two different guys you know janai broom and then alex gross last season um so we've been at the top of our league in defense and in rebounding and then offensive efficiency 
Um, you know, we've been top 20 in the country three straight years in assisted field goal rate. And so those are the numbers that really reflect exactly what you said, playing the game the right way, taking, uh, creating and taking quality shots is a, is a big part of our identity. But I'm most proud that we've been able to, uh, you know, capture that identity on both sides of the ball, even though our personnel has changed. You know, two years ago, our best player is a 6'10 post player. Jani Broom, last year, he's a 5'10 guard in Mark Freeman. Our numbers, our results, our, our, our identity is, is very much the same. How we got there was just a little bit different. And so those are the things that even though your pieces move around and change, um, I'm very proud that culturally we've been able to uh, make the adjustments as a staff, but uh, keep that instilled and, and, and make sure our product is consistent. The, the So the other question I was going to ask you about, I was debating which one was the first question, is who on earth put together your schedule? Good night. You are playing Alabama, Purdue, Penn State, Indiana. What the Lakers weren't available? I mean, what what were you doing to the schedule? Yeah, the Lakers weren't available, and uh, you know we thought we would uh, try our hand at the uh, Big Ten South Division title this year with, with three Big Big Ten teams. You know, um, you know, honestly, that's that's kind of become every year for us. Um, you know, getting those games. Those power five games are, are difficult. Um, we ideally want to stay regional with those. You're kind of at the, the mercy of those teams as to, um, you know, what dates they have available. And then, uh, you know, they've got their own scheduling models, you know, that they're that they've got to make sure that they're hitting for their league and and they're scheduling Moorhead State in the first uh, few weeks of the season uh, to help them when it comes to selection Sunday. And so we understand that we respect that. Um, and, and so that's a, that's a part of the high quality of basketball in the non-conference and, 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 and the NCAA. And so we do our part in playing those teams. And, um, you know, I think coming off of last year's uh, win at Clemson, is, it, this group's going to have a lot of confidence going into the season that, uh, that we can win those games. But at the same time, uh, those are the teams that if you want to have a special year in March, you've got to be able to beat. And whether you can beat them or not in November, December, uh, doesn't mean it, 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 you just want to get better. You want to see where you're at. You want to challenge yourself. And so uh, we're able to do that with our schedule each and every year. This year, there's some certainly some heavy hit names on there, uh, especially when you got Purdue in the first week and, and uh, reigning uh, national player of the year and such a unique guy in Zach Eady. But it's going to be a great challenge for our team. And uh, I know we're certainly excited in, in our preparation right now to get ready for them. Well, I so respect the way you schedule and the way you keep Alice Lloyd on the schedule as well. Talk about that a little bit. <laughs> oh, man, I always appreciate you throwing my other Eagles in there. I'm a, I'm a very proud uh, Alice Lloyd College alum. And um, my wife and I both went there and we made the commitment that we would serve uh, the mountains uh, with whatever profession we gotten into. We're certainly able to live out that mission here, uh, being in Appalachia at Moorhead State, but uh, given an opportunity to, to play our team uh, uh, each and every year is always something that we try to do on our schedule and, and getting those guys there. They've been having such tremendous success as well. And so it's a win-win for everybody. And uh, we always make sure that that gets on the schedule. I think that's spectacular. Well, let's talk about your team a little bit. Uh, again, Mark not being there reshuffles the deck a little bit. Uh, you mentioned Drew Thelwell was named to the preseason all-conference uh, thing by the OVC. Talk a little bit about Drew. He's one of those guys that I've watched you develop over the years that come in, they figure it out, then they contribute, then they star. Talk about Drew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he's, uh, he's really the outlier 
in uh, in today's college basketball. You know, uh, Andrew's first year, our NCAA tournament team, he averages three minutes a game. Sophomore year, he gets up to 12 minutes a game. And then last season, you know, becomes our starting point guard and leads us in minutes played. And I tell everyone um, publicly, tell Drew, tell our team that, you know, he, he is our most important player each and every year just because of the intangibles he brings to the table, the toughness, the winning culture. Um, he's a winner. He's a winner in everything that he does. He wins in practice, wins in games, um, and, and he just finds ways to do that. And he's the one uh, one guy who's been here all four years with us, and it's it's amazing. All he knows is winning 20-plus games. That's all he's experienced in college. And so uh, with this season, uh, we, if we calculated it correctly, I think with 17 wins for the Eagles this year, he'll be the all-time winningest player in Morehead State history in a four-year period. And so we're really excited about Andrew and uh, just the leadership that he brings and elevating other guys around him. And so he's, he's just vital to our success there. Khalil Thomas gave you a, a terrific year a year ago as well. These are the two guys that people in the league really know uh, are Andrew and, and Khalil. Talk about Khalil Thomas. Yeah, Khalil had a great year for us last year. He just got so much better in terms of his defense and his rebounding, and he really bought into his role of, of becoming an, an elite shooter for us. And then he's done a great job this offseason. He's put on about uh, about 12 pounds of just solid muscle. He's really improved his ball handling, his decision-making, and his passing so that he could have a little bit more expanded role as a, as instead of just being a catch-and-shoot guy. He can clearly – Still do that, and that's uh, that's going to be his bread and butter, but uh, he's going to be able to provide a little bit more for us um, on the offensive end as well. And his leadership, his toughness, uh, all of those things are just uh, you know extremely important to our success. Well, we know all about Mark Freeman's production, but Khalil actually led you in three-point baskets last year, and so he's a, a vital part. Um, when I think about Alex Gross from a year ago, um, you know the big he comes in from a lower level of college basketball, lower classifications, and and you bring in Riley Minix this year in a similar play, an NIA star really, uh, but a smaller guy. Tell us about Riley Minix, and then also I, I think about he and Miles. Will they play together? Another transfer guy that came in, Deontay Miles. Um, from Xavier, will they play yeah. side by side or will they, you know, talk to me about how you're going to use those two guys. Yeah, without question. Uh, those guys are, are different positions, different skill sets, and uh, they will absolutely uh, play alongside one another. Uh, we were able across the board as we go through the rest of our roster, we got bigger at every position this year. And that was a focal point for us to be able to do that. Um, so starting with Riley, um, he does have a, a similar a journey uh, to Alex Gross and that, you know, is an NAI All-American, uh, has one extra year due to COVID and, and wants to, to, you know, try his hand at Division One. And Much like Alex, he's going to transition extremely well. Um, but, you know, Riley is a 6'7", 240-pound, um, big physical guard is what he is. And so we'll play him at that four spot. Um it's probably pound for pound the strongest player we've had in the program, uh, but he doesn't sacrifice any skill with that. He can handle the ball. He can pass. Um, he can shoot it uh, from the perimeter at a high, high level. He rebounds it. He's probably the best rebounder that we've had as well, um, elite offensive rebounder, and he can play in the post. 
And so he gives us some real versatility and size that we haven't had at that position over the past couple of years. Um, and so we expect him to be one of the top players in the league as well. And then, um, well, well, let, well, let, let me interrupt you first. So I saw, yeah. I saw your roster and it says guard and he's six, yeah. seven, and mm-hmm. he averaged almost 14 rebounds a game. So I knew the guard thing on your roster was a typo 14 nope. rebounds a game. I mean, talk to me about nope. that part of his game. You said he's a great rebounder, but that's shocking. Very special, very special. You know, he's, he's athletic, he's strong, he has a nose for the ball. Um, he's, he's great on both ends with it, offensively and defensively. You know, he's a guy defensively that we'll, we'll expect to go, you know, snatch some rebounds and then push the ball, you know, initiate our break. And then such a mismatch problem because he does shoot it and bounce it well from the perimeter. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if you switch off and, and try to keep yourself out of rotations with him to take away his shooting, he, he's, he's strong enough, skilled enough, and obviously experienced uh, from what he got at the NAI level to take guys down in the post and, uh, and and have an effect on the game right there as well. And then he can pass. You know, he can do all of those things. And so, you know, Riley kind of by default had to play um, power forward a little bit of center when he was at the NAI level, uh, he won't do that here. Uh, we've obviously got other guys who can fill that role for us. And that was part of, you know, the deal with, with him coming here is he wants to, he wants to become a professional player and uh, he's going to do that by developing and getting this chance to showcase, you know, his, uh, his perimeter skills, his decision-making and his ball handling. And so we're, we're really investing in uh, that part of the game for him. All right. Now I'll let you talk about miles, <laughs> but I was just shocked, yeah, yeah. you know, by those numbers. Man. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be phenomenal for us. You know, Deontay joins a long line of uh, Kentucky natives who are have transferred back here. We've had so many of those guys over the years who have just been great players for us. Um, you know, we've gotten some out of high school, but we've also had a bunch that went elsewhere and then transferred back here. And so he's the long line of guys that have done that. You know, four years. Um, at a quality program at Xavier, playing in the Big East, competing against some of the best big guys in the country each and every year and getting and, and getting coached at a high level. And so, uh, you know, he came here because he wants to play, but he also wants to still win like he was doing there. And so we haven't quite had anyone like him as, as well. He's a legit seven foot, um, but he's extremely mobile. Um, he, he's strong. You know, he's got a great frame. He's got a nice skill set. Um, he's, he's a rim running, uh, you know, bury you in the post type guy he can catch lobs. He can post up uh, and do some things. Uh, he's an elite shot blocker and, and offensive rebounder. And so he's going to be a big part of, of what we do this year. And especially, you know, compliments the, the plethora of guards that we have um, who are going to draw a lot of attention and, and make some easy plays for him. I'm intrigued by Jordan Lathan. I know you were very high on him a year ago and then he missed the year with the injury. Um, Talk about Jordan Lathan. I, I, like I said, I'm just super intrigued by what lies ahead for him. Yeah, without question. You know, uh, we were counting on him last year to play for us and kind of similar with Mark. He went down around this time and uh, missed the year with a shoulder injury, but had a terrific offseason. Uh, he is another big physical guard, 6'4", um, extremely athletic, shoots the ball, can, can play in ball screens, can drive it. Uh, another really good rebounding guard for us, defender. And so um, just across the board, you look at, uh, you know, our, our two, four, and our five position, we got significantly bigger, 
and we maintained our, our uh, maturity and, um, you know, our experience with all those last three guys that you mentioned. And so uh, he's going to give us a little bit different look uh, because, you know, he's the type of guy kind of like Mark. He can go at the end of the shot clock and, and bail you out of a tough possession just by getting into the mid-range and, and making a tough shot. Uh, he can play in ball screens. He can pass, and, and then he can come off screens and shoot it at a high level as well. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that's going to have a, a big imprint on our success this year. So a couple of freshmen stood out to me just looking at stuff. You know me, I don't know anything. I read things online. You know, what do I know about like Jerome Morton or, or Eddie Ricks? But but both of them have terrific resumes. Can you talk about those freshmen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll start with uh, with Jerome. Um, you know, he's a he's a, a highly decorated player from uh, just down the road here, in the state of Kentucky. He's about 30 minutes from here played at George Rogers Clark, um, a guy that, you know, we've recruited for a long time and, uh, his, his, his junior year, um, his team, he led his team to state championship here in Kentucky. He was MVP of that state championship, uh, tournament. And, um, and then came very close to doing the same thing last year. He was runner up for Mr. Basketball lost in the state championship. And so a highly decorated player. And anytime you can get a guy like him, uh, just down the road, then you, then you certainly want to do that. But he's he's a six three kind of Swiss Army knife type of guard, you know. Um, still figuring out exactly where he's going to fit in uh, with our team, um, you know. And obviously got a lot of, of of older guys he's playing behind this year. But the thing that we say about Drone is he's fearless and he's a winner. You know, if you say, hey, what's he great at? He's just great at competing. Hmm. He's great at just playing hard and and. Uh, defending and rebounding he's you know he's a good shooter he's a good ball handler he's a good decision maker at some point his development because of his toughness and his competitiveness he's going to become great at one or two or three of those aspects and really carve out a niche for himself and then eddie ricks is a six seven guy at least that's what your roster says uh but talk about him he again is a guy that with terrific resume yeah, you know, that was a big steal for us to be able to go down into Tennessee and get one of the top two players uh, in the state in Eddie and sign him early. And uh, we are extremely excited about Eddie. He's probably even closer, Harry, to 6'8". Hmm. Uh, but he is a long, he's, he's the best athlete on the team in terms of his length, his, uh, his ability to move laterally, vertically to run. He's extremely skilled, shoots it, handles it. Another guy very much like Riley that has a chance to be an elite, elite rebounder. Um, but we're extremely excited about him. And, and he gets an opportunity every day to compete against a guy like Riley and learn from him. And, and, and then, you know, obviously once we tip it up in the next few weeks, they'll play alongside each other. And so his uh, the rate at which he's gotten better uh, since arriving here in June has just been astronomical. So we're really excited about Eddie and, and what he's going to give us this year as a freshman and then what that's going to mean for his future here too. I could ask you about every player on the roster. I don't want to do that to you, but I do want to ask you about George Marshall. I know a, a, yeah. a guy that, you know, played junior college ball and, and had some phenomenal numbers at the junior college level. Yeah, without question. You know, George is a guy that we, we very much wanted to bring here last year uh, who committed to us and uh, just wasn't probably going to be fair to him 
uh, with the depth that we had in our guard position at that point in time. And so he spent one year at Itawama Junior College, had a phenomenal season there. Uh, he got to play, got to have the ball in his hands, got to get his confidence going. Uh, but he's transitioned really well here. Um, very gifted, very gifted offensive player. Can just absolutely score the basketball. Shoots it mid-range, can finish, can do a lot of things. He's getting better defensively and, and adjusting to, to being on the court, you know, with uh, with nine other good players and defending those guys and passing with them and everything. But uh, George is going gonna, is gonna to play for us this year. He absolutely is. And uh, we, he's a guy that we anticipate much like Eddie uh, in the future, uh, being an all-conference level player. Uh, three last thoughts. Uh, number one, the NIL opportunities for teams in the OVC and for Moorhead players specifically. How is that growing and improving? You know, you don't have to tell me, well, we got Mark Freeman X amount of dollars. I'm just saying, how sure. is that growing and improving for your Eagle program or maybe even other programs in the OVC? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that I can speak for everyone else uh, in the league. I do know for us, as we said here today, we don't have a collective, um, you know, that people are just throwing money into. I think that's uh, in the works. I think there's conversation with our administration about how do we make that happen, um, but also how do we do it to where it serves and it serves a purpose and it serves our university and, and not just uh, giving dollars to kids. You know, we haven't. Uh, we do have players uh, who who have benefited from NIL uh, here locally, especially. We've got a wonderful community that's uh, heavily invested into our basketball program uh, with their support financially and with their time and 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 uh, with their fans and everything. And so, uh, we've got guys that you know they may have a deal with a restaurant, they may have a deal with. Uh, uh, a local doctor's office. They do a lot of appearances. They do a lot of things that honestly they'd otherwise probably be, be doing anyway, you know, going to a kid's birthday party, spending time doing things like that. Uh, now, you know, the benefit of NIL is these guys get to get compensated for doing those things. And that's a win-win for them and the people who are providing that because they want to support these guys and do that. I am proud to say that, you know, NIL is not a part of our conversation when it comes to recruiting. We've never had a player come here for NIL. Um, the majority of our guys who have gotten it have been returning players uh, who have come here and, and, and come here for the right reasons and then obviously produced and uh, made themselves more marketable after already being here. I was at the Missouri Valley Conference Media Day this week, and um, when I was talking to people about Indiana State, I said, there's a guy that is now a sycamore. I said that is going to be the most hated player in the league. Uh, and he used to play for you. And uh, yeah. and, and I, yeah. I was telling people, I said, Jake Wolf is going to just make other fans angry. Like, <laughs> I, I'm very excited to see him play there. I mean, I, I know that was a big loss for you, but but I'm right about him, right? He's a guy that the other people don't like when they, when he's playing against them. Well, because he's he's extremely competitive, um, he gets under your skin. Uh, he enjoys that villain role, you know. <laughs> and, uh, man, just what an impact player for us, you know, winning 45 games in his two years here, starting pretty much every single game for two years and uh, embracing his role. His leadership was great last year. And uh, and so, you know, we still talk to Jake, still love him, and, and, and I was really proud to, you know, a lot of people have – you know, different feelings about the portal and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we sat down with Jake after the year and I said, Hey, look, you're going to graduate. You're going to have an extra year. 
Um, whatever you want to do with that, I'm going to support you. It's not going to change our relationship. I said, I do ask that if you, if you do want to try something else, okay, let the staff and I help you because we want nothing more than to be your biggest cheerleader next year and help you find the right fit. And no one knows you as a basketball player better than us. And so he did that, you know, and I was, we were really happy to see him land uh, at, at Indiana state. And, and he had a lot of good options uh, that would have been good for him. But I think uh, the way they play, I think they did a great job evaluating Jake. Uh, they recruited him and, and, and uh, put on display how they were going to use the things he's good at. And, um, to Jake's credit, he knows himself as a player. He knows what he's good at, and uh, he didn't try to go to too high of a level. He went to the right fit, and so because of that, he's going to have success, and uh, they're going to have a great season, and that's what we want to see. You know, we're happy for him in that regard, and um, and, and that's what we want to see these guys do. Uh, final thought, you mentioned the coaching staff helping him. You have managed to – in large part, keep your staff together. And I know you uh, appreciate your coaching staff. Talk about what makes a staff successful and your staff successful. Yeah, no, we've been, we've been extremely blessed in that regard. Um, you know, each of the, the two of the last three years winning the, the OBC uh, coach of the year award, I've, I've, it's had two stipulations. It wouldn't be accepted unless it was recognized our entire staff. And so, uh, you know, these guys do an unbelievable job and we've just been really blessed to be able to keep everybody intact for the most part. And they're all here for the right reasons, um, you know, and, and they really work to serve our guys. But you know, we spend a lot of time together, Harry, and, and we're all here uh, because we love these players. And uh, I tell everybody jokingly, we're one of the most boring staffs in the country, even though we're we're young staff. Um, you know, we don't we don't have any hobbies. We, uh, <laughs> you, you know, we, we coach back hang out with our families and, and with our team and we and we approach both those things exactly the same but you know we try to make a fun environment to come to each and every day I think if you can have uh, you know if your coaches are excited to come to work every single day uh, and, and have an input and learning and growing and feeling appreciated um, then, then everyone's going to do that with your players the moment they walk into the facility. And so I'm proud of the fact that uh, across the board, we've been able to create and maintain that. Well, appreciate your time today. Sorry to hear about Mark Freeman. I know you guys will fight through it and you'll have a successful season, but we always appreciate uh, you spending time with us to break down both uh, your team and, and parts of the league and different things. So thanks so much. Absolutely, Harry. And thank you for, Again, just the uh, the attention that you give to our league here and, and the appreciation for how good basketball is. and It's going to be a great year here in the OVC, and we're, we're certainly excited and appreciate you being along for the ride. That's the head coach of the Moorhead State Eagles, Preston Spradlin. They are the number one pick in the league and having to overcome the loss of their star player, Mark Freeman. We'll be paying close attention to the entire OVC and to the Eagles in particular. That'll do it for this podcast. I'm Harry Schrader reminding you, since you've been there, Make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.